This is Corey Gray and Tony Stewart from Hairdistry. Thank you for tuning in to the Hairdressers Podcast. Now here's a word from our sponsors. Hi, I'm Cassie, owner of Beyond the Beard New York City and founder of nonprofit Her Chair His Hair. I was asked how many ways Schedulicity has changed and helped my business and my nonprofit over the years, and I cannot even begin to list all of them. But what I will say is that the love, the support, the community that Schedulicity and their team offers is the cherry on top of this already amazing booking and scheduling platform that they have created for our industry. I cannot even imagine where my business would be right now if I had not switched over to Schedulicity almost two and a half years ago. I look forward to the future and to whatever else they may build or add to their platform because so far it has helped me beyond words. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hello, everyone. My name is Jerry Natuno, and this amazing podcast is brought to you by Schedulicity. Welcome to your day off. My name is Corey. Of course, I'm sitting with my buddy, Tony. What's up? What's going on, brother? I think we have another buddy in the room, too. Yeah. Yeah. She definitely has become the bud. She has definitely become the bud. So um, we're excited about today, man. We uh, Once again, we get to kick out some like really, really uh, valuable information. But not only is it valuable information, it's like, I don't know how she does it. Yeah, it's funny because we had her on the podcast. We learned her story. And then uh, what we're going to talk about today was was part of the conversation. And we're like, yeah, you got to come back on and teach us how to, exactly. you know, what, what you're talking about, because it's it's hard for us to uh, picture uh, charging for what she charges. Yeah, there's no doubt. So uh, it was funny at the end of the at the end of the podcast that we did with her. She um she gave out all these little nuggets, and in the whole time I'm like, oh, I have to ask so many questions about this, but I knew it would sidetrack us. So we decided to bring her back and do like ten more podcasts with her, so she can uh, explain all those nuggets. But today's nugget was like yeah. the one the one that was like, whoa, 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 slow down. I need more information. Um, so today we're talking to uh, Dawn Bradley. If you don't know Dawn Bradley, please, please, please follow her. She's a wealth of of information, and um, particularly during these times. Where, where our clients are, are still hiding under their blankets a little bit. She, uh, she kind of gives us strategies and stuff about how to bring clients in. However, that's not what we're talking about today. What we're talking about is um, she uh, charges $50 for consultation. So this is something in the salon that we've always given away for free. At least I have, you know. Well, I think, I, I think that's the, the, the norm, right? Everybody, because uh, everybody's fighting for that client, everybody's like, oh, free consultation, free consultation. And uh, when everybody's giving away free consultations, she somehow is charging for the consultation. 
Yeah, which and not, and by the way, not ten bucks, right? No. Like fifty bucks. Like it's a service, right? So, exactly. I, I'm, one, I'm curious about how she's doing it. Two, uh, what's the value that fifty dollars brings you? And and you know, like when I go to my car dealership and they give me an estimate, they go, okay, we'll take this consultation charge off your off the total bill. So I'm curious if she does that as well. But you know, we got kind of get into her strategies and stuff. Yeah, because it, it's that's pretty uh, pretty bold. I, mean, I, I, I don't even know if it's bold because I can't even put my head around it. I don't know what to call it. Just kind of maybe we're just so used to discounting ourselves that you know what I mean. She's looking. I don't know. I think I think you're onto something there, my friend. Right. <laughs> That's cool. We're discounting our time, certainly, right? Hundred percent. Right. All right, cool. Let's get on in. So, so today uh, we're we're. Our, our super rad friend, uh, Dawn Bradley, is back on the podcast, and she's going <laughs> to hear the crowd scream. Woo! Um, so, uh, so Miss Dawn Bradley, welcome back to your day off. Oh, my gosh. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here, especially to talk about this. Like this is crazy. Thing. I mean, have you, done, have you done a lot of content on this? You know, I, it's like one of those things, you know, when you think like, man, I feel like I talk about this all the time. And then like, I speak to you guys and you're like, wait, I had no idea. And it's like, oh, okay, shit. Maybe I don't talk about it as much. I feel like I probably should, but you know, when something becomes so second nature, you're like, you know, so I, sh- I probably don't do enough to be honest. When you brought it up in the podcast, the original podcast, Corey and I looked at each other and like, what? <laughs> no. You know, yeah. there's, there's a good lesson here because I know even like um, like through the podcast, a lot of people reach out about how to do a podcast and stuff. And like my where it is in my brain now, it's like, oh, it's so simple, you know, or or or, or oh, they don't want to hear that because this is just so like second nature. Right. But the truth mm-hmm. is, is that second nature is why all of us have a voice in the first place. Right. And I've been charging, well, to be, to, to completely like shatter your brains here, I actually charge a hundred dollars for a consultation now. Um, <laughs> but I started at 54 years ago. And so because it was four years ago, I kind of like, you know, it's like, oh, it's, it's just part of my business. It doesn't seem like that monumental to me anymore. Uh, and it doesn't seem scary anymore. But if I, can I share with you how I started doing it? No, we want you to. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So <laughs> You guys know that I like teach a lot about how to grow your clientele. And so when I first moved to Calgary, it's six years ago now, uh, I got fully booked in under 12 weeks, months in advance. Like I just did the work and, um, and, and it happened. And then I got to a point where I was so booked up with new people. And I, I don't know if you've ever experienced this, but like a new person on the books can kind of cause some anxiety and can kind of be like, Oh, like, what's this person going to be like? Are they like, Ooh, that like new client anxiety. And I realized with a new client, there's like a 50, 50 chance they'll ever come back. Like they're not that bread and butter guaranteed. And then my regular clients couldn't get in because I was so booked up. Like what a wonderful problem. I was so booked up with new people wanting to see me because of the way I was doing my marketing and stuff, but my regulars couldn't come in. So I was losing this guaranteed person that I knew would come back over and over and over again, replaced with a person that had a 50, 50 chance that they might stay. Right. So it didn't make sense in my head. So I was like, how can I reward my long-term clients and give them more availability and make it a little bit harder for the new people. So it came out of a place of being so booked up and like actually being so in demand that it was actually hurting my business because 
regulars couldn't get in and new clients weren't a given. And so it made this continuous cycle of more work of having to always get new people in. And I was like, wait, you should be able to like build a clientele and like be able to take a break for a while. So I decided to make it a little bit harder for new clients by implementing a fifth or well, first I did free consultations, to be honest. And I did half an hour, sat down with them. I have a five page consultation form. People are like, this is more than my doctor, but I want to know there's so much that we don't go over. We don't go over risks and waivers. Like you don't, why don't we talk to every single client about the risks of chemical services? Like that should be, I'm so passionate about this. Like that needs to be a standard in our industry. If you, I know you guys are dudes. I don't know if you get Botox, but if you like go get Botox or a chemical peel or something like that, like any sort of chemical on your body, you're signing off on the risks, except for hair color. It's not a standard. It's so bizarre. Um, sorry, that's a whole nother tangent. So I started implementing this five page consultation form where it like eliminated no shows. I went over my cancellation policy. Like it was so much more than what do you want done with your hair? It was about building trust, respect, loyalty, and authority with my clients. It actually, um, like created a standard for what our relationship was going to look like moving forward, how they could show up, how I could show up, how they viewed me, how they respected me, how they like they knew about everything. So I was doing them for free. And one day I had five consultations back to back. So that's two and a half hours of my time for free. Right. And I realized I could have had a color. This is ridiculous. Why am I giving this away for free? So I did like the ballsiest move and started charging 50 bucks for it. So I'm like, what's my time worth? Like break it down. We charge, we learn to charge, you know, from salon scale per hour. Why aren't we charging for our time? Our time, our knowledge, our wisdom is worth something. Did you um, notice a, a huge drop off in your consultations? When you started so that I love that you asked that because I kind of did it to slow things down. Like the purpose of it was to deter people a little bit. I had like, I did not do this as a strategic move, but this is what I learned. My clientele is all women. Women love exclusive shit. And when all of a sudden I became exclusive and it made me busier and that wasn't the plan at all. (laughs) Like I'll be completely transparent about it. It wasn't some like sly marketing tactic at all. I was like, I need to slow down. This is great. I have a lot, like what a wonderful problem to have all these people coming in, but so many of them weren't the right person for what I do they were they, Instagram was like it was four years ago so Instagram was like really hyped up it still is but you know like it was different every and people were flocking to me which was wonderful but a lot of the times I'm like oh no that what I do isn't right for you and so I needed a way to make sure people did their homework on me first so yeah I started charging 50 bucks as a way to deter people but it actually made people respect me more in the long run value me more And it brought the right people in because the people who came in were wanting to be heard and listened to. And I just actually saw my client that I use this quote the first time she came in, she said, wow, you know, no one's ever sat down and listened to what I wanted before. Mm -hmm. They're always so busy and in a rush. Did you, um, did you find that by, by taking the time to do the consultations, um, because we, we all have done those consultations and then the client sits down and now they've taken like the authoritative role and they're going to tell you exactly what they wanted and exactly what they need. Like, like we're in DC and I'll tell you what, every DC hairdresser, they get a cringe on their back when they, when, when we hear this and we hear this quite a bit is like, Oh, I have my hair done in New York and nobody here gets it right. And like, that just mm-hmm. like, 
that like infuriates every hairdresser I've ever talked to in the DC area, you know? So do, 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 is it, do you find that you can manage that kind of stuff away? And like, now you have the authority of the council. You know what I'm trying to say? I don't want to say authority. Like, like you're going to stand. No, absolutely. Yeah, Cause I also don't, I don't, I don't condone that. It's like the respect. It's respect. Exactly. Um, instead yeah. of, yeah. Yeah. Like I like, do you ever feel like your clients don't respect you or your time? Uh, certainly when I was younger, that, that was the case. I mean, now I've kind of been able to, um, I've been able to weed that out and I, yeah, you know, I had one and then I fired her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I love that. That's like one of the things I teach inside of my rocker business program is like how to fire a client professionally and politely. Um, but yeah, absolutely. So like having authority is hard, especially for new stylists. They're nervous, their confidence isn't there yet. But when you implement like my strategies around consultations, it sets you up as the authority because clients will try to bulldoze. They'll try to be like, well, my other hairdresser did this. And when clients do that, when they've done that to me or like no one gets my hair here, I'll be like, okay, that's a red flag for them because what's the common denominator? They are. Um, and so I listen more. Instead of, I used to be cocky and I used to be like, well, I'm going to be the one to wow you, but I listen more to them. Right. Yeah. And, and I listen and I build trust and respect and that authority. So I tell them like, Hey, I'm human. I can only do so much. The chemicals have to do the work too. And you're a variable. So there's no way I can give you a guarantee. Even if I've done your hair 10 times, your hormones might change. Your medications might change. Like everything changes. You're a variable in the equation every single time. So I'm going to show up with the best of my knowledge and wisdom, and I'm going to do my best, but I need you to be aware of the factors that here, and if no one else has gotten your, your hair right here, let's dive into that a little bit more. And that's why I book a half an hour. Cause let me tell you, we talk a lot, not even about their hair so much as there's a lot of psychology and therapy that goes on in those 30 minutes. Wow. Do, uh, do you have them fill out the consultation uh, form online or do you have them uh, do it in front of you? I think online is great. I didn't do, I'm not that techno, technologically advanced. Um, I would just give, I'd get them to show up a couple minutes early and fill it out. And most of the questions, like I said, like one of the most important questions I say to ask is what do you want me to not do to your hair today? Because people can't, and I'm, I'm like so guilty of this, not even hair related, but other industries is like, I don't always know what I want but I for sure as hell know what I don't want. You know, I, part of my consultation uh, conversation is um, tell me a time where you hated your hair, you know, because then, right, yeah. and tell me a time that you loved your hair. Right. So now like I'm kind of creating parameters and, and, and mm -hmm. those kind of questions and sometimes they don't even know or, or whatever, but, but it just kind of creates like a parameter because uh, well, that's, that's what we're looking for with the consultation. What's our parameter. How do we work within that parameter? Yeah. Like even I, I very similar to you say like, tell me about your best hair experience. Tell me about your worst. And then my one of my, my last question before I get into like the cancellation policy and home hair care and all that stuff, because that's part of the consultation that needs to be said. But I asked them, how do you want to feel when you walk out of here? Mm, because good. the what how they describe that the adjectives they use tells me a lot about their personality because let me tell you karen that comes in with khaki pants on and like an argyle sweater that says give me something funky that funky is going to look a lot different than the girl that comes in with like ripped jeans and a half of her head shaved and she says funky like you have to learn what people mean with words because they can use the same words but they can be very different people um so i asked them like how they want to feel Sorry. I, have a, I have a Karen with an Argyle sweat, uh, sweater <laughs> in my khaki pants. That's so true. When, when somebody comes in and says edgy, 
Edgy is such a broad word, right? right? So where on the scale of edgy do you want to fit into, you know? Mm. And so during the consultation, from the moment they walk in, I look at their body language. I look at the way they're dressed. I look at the way they carry themselves because that tells me a lot about how, what, what, what are the parameters, but then sometimes they surprise you. And so like when, like when someone who looks like super shy and conservative and like, you know, kind of like, like they try to hide from the world and they say like, I want to walk out of here feeling like sassy and confident. I'm like, okay, you're looking for like something different. I like you want to or- is what I would think. What's that? I think a divorce is coming. (laughs) (laughs) That's like my story. I like completely changed after my divorce. Um, But you know what I mean? Like sometimes, like sometimes we make assumptions about a way a person looks or the way they dress thinking, oh, we got to play it safe. And then they like surprise you and you're like, oh, they're like more open to things than what I would have guessed of my first impression. Um, So yeah, and and to kind of go off on another little sidetrack is like, then you get into talking about your cancellation policy and people do not, they put their cancellation policy in tiny little letters at the bottom of their email or the bottom of their website. And then when someone no shows, they're like, it was in the email or it was on the website, right? But they never had a conversation about it. Okay, can I slow you down a little bit? Yeah, sorry, I'm getting too excited. That's okay, okay. we're going to get there, but I think it's important that, that we kind of talk about when we have these conversations. Right. Yeah. So, so I, I, I'm your client. I'm Karen with an Argyle sweater, <laughs> and like, and I've filled out. I filled out the. I got an esthetician. Electronics. So you know, I've filled it out, and now, now, kind of walk me through what's this consultation look like? So you come and get me. You shake my hand. Like, kind of walk us through like the entire, the entire thing. Yeah. So I want to make sure that I am the authority in this situation. So I come, I, I initiate, there's nothing that irks me more than seeing someone not introduce themselves. And like the amount of times, like I always go and book services to see how people are and no one ever, ever tells me their name. And I'm like, cool. I like see your Instagram handle. Your name's not in your bio. So I still have no idea what your name is. Shake their hand, make eye contact. I know we, that's, we can't shake hands right now because of COVID give them an elbow bump or whatever, make eye contact with them. It's very, it's a foreign thing now with phones, but make eye contact and make that connection with someone because eye contact is huge. Introduce yourself, say your name, show them where to go. So I'd be like, Hey, Karen, thanks for coming in. I'm Don. I'm so excited to meet you and get to know about you today. Let's go over to my chair and let's chat. And so I would bring you over to my chair. I'd show you where to sit. And then I would just start chatting and I'd be like, you know what? Thank you for filling this out. Let's just go over these really quickly. So I verbally go over the whole consultation with them verbally so that I can hear. And usually I reiterate what they say back to them. Where's your body position now? Are you, are you sitting with them? Are you standing up next to them? Are you standing up behind them? Are you looking at them through the mirror? Are you looking at them eye to eye? I love that you bring this up. This is my favorite thing. So what I actually do is I sit across from them during the consultation. I don't, cause here's the, this is one thing that I talk about inside my rocker consultation program is think about if you, one of the biggest things that we feel vulnerable about as humans is having our back to things. So when we feel unsafe, we like put our back up against a wall. So if you're like somewhere new and you feel uncomfortable, you're usually standing against a wall, right? Because our backs are our vulnerable place, like psych- psychologically. And so also when someone is standing above you, you know, I don't, I don't know if you guys, I think, do you guys have kids? Yeah. Anyway, you know, you know, kids. Um, 
they always tell you like get on kids level don't talk down to them get eye contact level that's just human like what we need to do as humans is do not stand behind them and down to them because this is what happens have you ever had a client that they've said yeah 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 they agree to what you suggest and then they don't they either email you later saying they don't like their hair and you're like we did what we talked about but people are way more agreeable if you're standing behind them and above them because they're intimidated Right. And so when I started coming around front and on the same level as them, I started getting more honest answers and I had a lot less redos because let me tell people will agree to things they don't agree to because they feel like they have to. Cause they're like, one, they're like, do I look at you in the mirror? Do I, do I where do I, what? And like, it's, it's normal and natural to us because it's like our every day, but come around front, even mid haircut. If some, we're talking about something that has, to, that's important. I'll stop. I'll come around front. I'll kneel down, get on eye contact level. So during the consultation, I actually turn their chair and I sit in the chair next to them and I sit across from them. That's right. And I mirror their body language. Ooh, sneaky, sneaky. Mm-hmm. Dawn, what I've done in the past that that they're, they're, you always say, even it doesn't happen with every consultation, but occasionally it happens is that you're you're doing a consultation and then and then they start to throw their weight on you. Like we were saying, like yeah. oh, I'm from New York. So actually, what I've done is I've done the stand up thing, kind of as a way to take over the the concert, take over control of the conversation, yeah. right? So, yeah. so like I'd listen, hey, you know, Dawn, what are we going to do? Yada yada yada. And then when I go to make my suggestion, which is kind of opposite of what you were saying, but I have to rethink what I did. But what I've done is at that point stand up, and now I'm taking control of the conversation, saying, okay, here's what I'm hearing, here's what I'm seeing, and this is what I think we should do. And that way, you're kind of like putting yourself back in that authority role. Yeah, I don't disagree with that. I think that's smart. Like I've had a client that this makes me think of this moment where this client was like, well, just so you know, like this salon down the road said they'd do this for this price. And, you know, like we can get our backs up about that or think like, well, maybe I need to lower it. But I, I just like made sure that my posture and like the way my body's communicating, similar to what you were saying, communicates that I'm in control. And I've said, that's awesome. And if, if price is the factor that you're looking for, by all means, go ahead and go book there. Boom. And then I just stay quiet. That's I'll say like, right. Or they've been like this, this hairdresser, I went and got my hair blown out. And this hairdresser says that this is the way that we should get, get me lighter right? Like, have you ever had that? Where someone's like, another hairdresser said, and I'm like, awesome. There's many roads to the same place. That's not a way that I'm comfortable with doing, but if you want to go get lighter by their, their way, by all means, I would just caution you about this, this, and this, but Hey, I'm not like you go do your thing. Everyone has their own way. That's not a way that I'm comfortable with. And I would not feel um, genuine and I would not feel comfortable with the health of your hair, you know, X, Y, Z moving forward. So, you know, you by all means can do what you want, but I'm going to let you know how I operate my business. And it comes from a place of integrity and wanting to take care of your hair first and foremost. Well, please, please, please don't shit on other hairdressers. That's one of my major history. Yeah. You know, you know, they, I, you know what, even when a client comes in and starts being like, I went to this one and saw this person and my hair, blah, 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 that's like such a huge red flag for me. And oftentimes what I'll do is I'll look through their hair and their hair has been technically done really well. It's maybe it was, pro- it's usually like nine times out of 10, a communication error. And that's why I have these consultations. And so I'll let them know, I'll be like, you know, I know you're unhappy with your hair, but like, there's no bleed marks. It's like, it's done really well. 
And I'll like then compliment the stylist because we need more unity in our industry. There's way too much cattiness and gossip. And that's what I love about you guys is that you guys are bringing the unity to our industry because there's way too much bashing and shit talking and like nice to the face, but like, nah, 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 you know what I mean? And like, we need to stop that. And so that's all always like, if, if a client complains about a hairstylist, I'll always find a way to be like, this is really beautiful what they did because yeah. we're all human. No one's perfect. I mean, I've yeah. done some really terrible what that consultation was right. And you're right. Mm-hmm. I, it, it, she could have agreed to that and then, you know, just wasn't happy later, but you know, you don't, so to bash another hairdresser, to bash anybody, it's just, it, you know what I mean? It doesn't do any good in that conversation or the situation. And it only sets you up to be bashed later. Well, that's it, right? 100%. And you know, it's going to happen. Like, you know, the advice that I've always given my daughter is, you know, those friends that are talking about their other friends, are talking about you when you're out of the room, right? Yeah. So yeah. You know, hairdresser, but that's a great point too. And it, I hear people be like, well, I'm scared what other people are going to think of me. And I was like, because are you, you're not scared of what people, other people are thinking. You're scared of your people thinking the way you think. So the less judgmental you get, the less fear you have of other people, because you're not scared of what they're thinking. You're scared of them thinking like you think. Yep. So stop judging other people. Stop talking behind other people's backs. And all of a sudden you won't be so scared because you'll start to assume that other people are kind and compassionate and empathetic the way you are as well. And if not, you'll find those people, but you're not going to find Absolutely. We're talking about them. Yeah. And I would say like, it's hard to admit, but I used to be really judgmental and like super self-righteous and like big ego. And I had to get like a hard life lesson to be like, okay. And like get on the other side of it. And I think more people need to be able to be open to seeing that ugly side of themselves so that they can move past it. Well, those feelings only live in insecurity, right? Absolutely. Those, that, that, that internal talk they, that you were talking, we, we, we jumped on a live with you earlier, but we were talking, you were talking about internal talk and what's your, what is your internal talk, you know? And, and, mm-hmm. and a lot of that, when that internal talk isn't like self-focused, when it's, when it's focused on somebody else or somebody else's actions, that that's living within your own insecurity. You know, if you can kind of like, mm-hmm. you know what? We're all in this together. We all have the same. Yeah, and and, and it doesn't look good uh, to bash other people inside your consultation, right? <laughs> so when you're bashing other hairdressers trying to impress this particular client, you know what I mean? In the back of her mind, you don't know what she's thinking. You know, I mean, she can be like, "Yeah, this." You know what I mean? That uh, by you bashing other people can leave a really negative or bad impression on this particular client. And, you know, that could be that part of the 50% that that you talked about earlier that, that rolls. You know, I, I'll, I'll be a little vulnerable here that there was a time um, a few years ago where um, I was working for in a, in a commission salon. So there's a lot of people around and this woman came in and she was wearing like this muumuu thing. Right. And I remember only internally, I'm like, who wears a muumuu? You know what I mean? Like like all this all this like negative internal stuff was in my head. Um, and then, you know, she left and whatever, you know, um, and, you know, I kind of felt proud of myself that ha, 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 I made fun of her, even though, again, it was only in my own head, you know, and then later on that same afternoon, this woman came in and she was born without arms, you know, and but she was the nicest, coolest, like most positive person you can ever be around. And in that moment, it changed my life because I realized that our job is to make everybody feel beautiful. The only reason people come into our, our, our area, whether they wear a muumuu or whether they don't have arms, is, is to be and to feel beautiful. And, and I failed, even though it wasn't my client, but because my brain went there, I failed that person. Yeah. 
Thanks yeah. for sharing that. That's those things are hard to share, right? Those things from our past that we're like, mm, let's just like not let's like talk about where we are now. Let's not talk about where <laughs> well, we were. Back to your point, you know, when we when we do get negative, a lot of times it, it reflects, like you said earlier, our insecurities, right? It's mm-hmm. you know, we put other people down so we can f- feel that we're lifted up. Yeah. And that's, yeah. it's not a place. Well, that, but that's the challenge, right? So if you know that you're being negative, you know, if you know that you're talking about Dawn's bedhead or whatever, you know, understand, <laughs> understand that you can stop yourself at that moment and go, why am I doing this? And why you're doing yeah. it is definitely internal, has nothing to do with Dawn. Well, wherever your insecurity is, it might not be technical. It might, wherever that is, find where that is and strengthen that. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. then you don't have to rely on that. But well, certainly, yeah, you know. And you know, it makes me like to kind of go full circle. It's like so I hear so many styles being like, I just want to be treated like a professional. And like they're not showing up like the professional though. Mm-hmm. Show up like the professional and people will treat you and respect you as a professional. But they're not, they want their clients to treat them as the professional and respect them, but they're not demanding or requesting it. Well, that's and a, that's where that comes in. And that's a weird thing because I think as an industry, we've we've kind of that's a throwout word, right? Like, oh, treat me like, treat me like the professional or whatever. But, but we just, we, we expect that without giving that. Right. And, and, and like you said, we expect that without having a five page, uh, a five page consultation, but you're absolutely right. The five page consultation, if it says nothing else, it says that you're a professional, you know, just the fact that you did it, just the fact that it's there and, and you're, and you're really inquiring about their life. People want the results without the effort. That's right. That's it. Right. That's yeah. People want the shortcut and the shortcuts doing the work. Yep. Dude, let me tell you, that was my big, I, I knew it, but, but again, on the live this morning, you were talking about, about shortcuts and how there are no shortcuts. The one thing that I've learned being 51 years old through my, through my, my path and my journey is that there are no shortcuts. Tony and I have been looking for shortcuts our entire life. <laughs> It's true. We've been looking for the quick buck. We've been looking for, oh, we can we can scam here. We can scam there. We, this will be easy and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, it comes down to one thing and one thing only, and that's putting the work in. Yep. Yeah. And really, like, I don't know if you saw the visual where I'm like, people want to go here because it'll be the quick fix. And they go here and they bounce back and forth with me. We would have just stayed consistent and put in the work. But we live in such a society that it's like, I did this once and it didn't get me a result. Do it again and do it 15 more times and then do it another 15 more times. Well, that'll be the next time well, we call 30 consultations. That, you know, that's a pretty good book right there. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> right? That's yeah. a, that's a pretty... Let me tell you, when I started charging, I started getting clients that are stuck with me for the long haul because if they're going to give me 50 bucks, and I know you mentioned this at the beginning, so I want to let you know, that doesn't come off their appointment. I do not. And I, I tell people like, if you want to take it off the appointment, if you want to take it, do whatever you want. There's no rules. No one was charging for consultations when I started charging just because it hasn't been done. Doesn't mean you can't right. Do something different. Stop waiting for permission, but they charge me for my time because then they respect me as a professional. They listen to me better because think of when you get something for free, do you take care of it? No, it was free right? Do you, do you really like value it? No, it was free. But if people are paying me 50 bucks, you betcha they're listening to what I have to say and they value my opinion. $50. And the people that like, that's what's so, that? $50. That's so four years ago. Yeah, for real. You know? <laughs> when they're paying me, when they're giving me a hundy, um, when, yeah. So when they're handing over, like I said, it's a hundred dollars now when they're, when they're like, Oh, a consultation with her is with a hundred dollars. 
they're going to go look through my blog. They're going to look on my website. They're going to look to see what my, look on my Instagram, see what my style is, see if they feel like they jive with my personality. So it weeds out all the people that are wrong and it attracts only the right people. And so it means less um, volume, but more probability that they're, they're going to stick for the long haul. And I have one client that, exactly. And that's what it's all about, right? Like I know right now it's like, we want more volume because we've lost some clients and, you know, so maybe there's a, this is, I always tell everybody, everything that I teach, there's flexibility in it. Do what works in the moment and what's currently going on. Don't be such a stick in the mud because, well, Don said on this podcast once that I have to do it this way, that I have to always do it. No, like figure out what you need for your business, but don't discount who you are either. You know what's amazing about that too, when you charge 50 or hundred dollars for a consultation that you're not going to, you're weeding out the people that are going to start uh, asking for discount. Right. Right. <laughs> like if they're yeah. paying a hundred dollars, it's like discount isn't donate the discount girl. Right. Right. So, so they're removing that out of the conversation completely. Don, that's awesome. Uh, do you have your, uh, do you have your five page um, 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 consultation available online? Yeah, so I actually have a whole program called Rock Your Consultation that walks them through, like I said, it's more than just what do you want done with your hair. It's about building that trust, respect, loyalty, and authority. It gives them my full consultation form that they can just, you can just pop your logo in or print it off today, but also teaches you like how to do it. it it's so jam-packed. So you can just go to donbradley.com slash R-Y-C, Rock Your Consultation, R-Y-C, and you can learn so much more about it there. What, what's your Instagram handle? Don Bradley Hair. Don Bradley here. Dawn. D-A-W-N, just in case. <laughs> <laughs> you would be shocked. You right. would be shocked. Huh? Uh, we thank you so much. We really, really oh. appreciate you coming on and sharing with our listeners all the fabulous things that you're up to. Thank you. You guys are amazing what you're doing and the ripple effect that you're creating in the industry. I'm so happy to be just even a tiny part of it. Oh, thank you, dude. Thank you so much. Thanks for hanging out with us. And thank you very, very much for joining us on your day off. Hey, hey, so there it is. Hey, this is a message that um, we've been trying to bring, I don't know, for the last couple of months, actually since we started the podcast. Hey, so if you like the podcast or if you find that it's useful, please, please, please leave us a review, a five-star review on iTunes. Um, leave us a rating and a review. But if you don't like it, forget about it. <laughs> yeah, totally forget about this message. We also want to thank Sarah and Blaine from Pretty Gritty. Uh, Sarah and Blaine, they are a band out of uh, Portland, Oregon, and we just want to thank them very much for allowing us to use their song, Pleased to Meet You, on our podcast. Um, that's cool. I think you can find, actually you can, you can find their music on, um, on iTunes. Peace and hair grease. <laughs>